Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to the Babbling Pastor Podcast. Kind of got a coffee shop feel going on. You're just coming in. Maybe you're a Christian wanting to know more about pastoral ministry. Maybe you're a pastor wanting to know or pastor in training. And you're like, hey, what is this going to tell? And you're just sitting down with us at the local Denny's, guys. And we're going to chat it out a little bit with you. <laughs> so, or is this not Denny's? Huh. I should have I should have gotten breakfast. Huh. <laughs> or the Starbucks, right? That's like a pastoral this, thing. This we're going to sit back this in the coffee is, shop. I feel like Starbucks would have been um, more loud in the background. And, yes. and this is this is a city brew coffee shop, okay. okay? And uh, it's a, it's an up here thing, and okay, um, and I they were the only ones open, um, <laughs> not the only ones, but the, you know that like I, it's amazing to me, right? So I live in Dickinson. I'm in Bismarck, North Dakota, right now. I live in Dickinson, and Dickinson is maybe a third the size of Bismarck. And yet all of our coffee shops are open at like five, right? Maybe because of the oil field and people go to work really early and I don't know. Mm -hmm. But here, like I had to drive a minute. <laughs> I, had to, I had to drive past like 10 coffee shops to find <laughs> one that would be open when we started this thing. So... Yeah. yeah, yeah. We record very early in the morning, guys. Just so you know, uh, Rob's time. So yeah, this is <laughs> Rob. Rob is so dedicated to this podcast that he's up earlier than the coffee shops open. Just so you know. <laughs> also sponsored by City Brew Coffee, Babbling Pastor Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up up too early for coffee to be awake. <laughs> All right, so uh, hopefully a little lighter introduction to a heavy topic that we're going to be talking about today. Um, uh, so one of the things, and I think this is probably one of the harder things that people wrap their minds around, especially maybe as congregants to really maybe if, to get inside their pastor's head a little bit with this topic, but also people that are looking to become pastors, just like something that will inevitably happen to you um, is, is somebody in your congregation is going to die. I remember when I was in youth ministry, I never thought, and I was just so naive in thinking this, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll do a bunch of weddings, but I won't have to do any funerals probably because it's youth ministry. Um, and then I remember having to do one for one of the kids in youth ministry. And I thought, I mean, it, it just wrecked me, tore me up. Um, yeah. Because again, these are not just strange people. These are not strangers. These are not people that you're unaware of or don't know. These are families that you love, that you, you're in worship with every week that you've you've seen their kids grow up like this is like this is family i mean this is the whole i know a lot of people don't process church that way but that in a healthy church this is like these are your family members and to have to do that um i know pastors i've never had to do it but i know pastors that have had to do funerals for babies and you're just like ah oh, this is a hard minute for to be a pastor especially when you're having to do those sorts of things and to enter into that space with people um, that that is arguably one of the most difficult times of their entire life and how they're processing yeah. that and how maybe even how the death occurred and not only all of that baggage, but all of the questions that may come along with it for them. And then there's a whole different aspect. If you're asked to preach a funeral of somebody you don't know, you don't know their salvation, you yeah. know, where it was. And now you're at, you're put in a position where you're like, all right, well, how, how am I preaching this sermon then? Um, because there are, I mean, 
again, in, in all of these things that we talk about with pastors and pastoral ministry, there are going to be people that do it really, really well. And then there are going to be people that, you know, maybe don't. So in the last episode, we talked about pastors that maybe just don't do church discipline or don't do it well. And then there's pastors that I know that are like very purposeful and very caring in how they handle situations with their people and people outside of the church that they're not sure what they're, you know, where they landed on Jesus. Yep. And then there's people that will just do a blanket message. Like we're all going to end up by the big lake in heaven fishing together. And it's like, it'll be like a generic, almost universalistic type of, of sermon at the funerals. And uh, clearly, uh, I mean, I, I am not at all experienced in this area. Honestly, Rob, I mean, we're again, with our, with our prep being so high here, I'm not sure how many you've had to preach. Um, so I'm sure we'll learn a lot there, but the, the, the ones that I've had to do, which is, I mean, I can fit on one hand, um, have been like incredibly emotionally draining. So I can't imagine having to be in that position all the time, having to do that. So you want to walk us through sort of, uh, maybe, maybe your first experience where this just like, Oh crap, this is part of the job. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, so let me let me say this first. My my first experience um, of attending a funeral that that made me actually angry at how it was handled. Um, we went to a funeral. I'm not going to talk about who or anything. Um, but a, a family member um, who, I mean, had like a, 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 a distant, like we didn't really know much about, but the family member who um, had had a history, younger life of um, molestation of, of several things that, um, and I remember being at this funeral and the female Lutheran pastor, which is another episode. Um, it's a whole other episode. We do need to do those, though. <laughs> um, but but uh, uh, the the pastor. So there are Lutheran churches that are really solid, and there are Lutheran churches that that all but preach that because you're baptized, you're good to go right as an infant means you're in the family period and and this woman from up from up there speaking to a whole bunch of people that aren't christians um referred to him as brother um said like and everyone knows um referred to him as brother um uh, basically assured in four or five different ways throughout that we'll see him again and that sort of stuff. Um, and I remember thinking, are you kidding me? Um, because so here's, here's the deal. Weddings and funerals, right. Are, are the most primo time for the pastor to present the gospel. Um, and not, not the gospel that Rob Bell would present right but like the real one um and 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 it's two times in your ministry that 
even much more so than Easter and Christmas, when you're going to be in front of a whole bunch of people who very likely have nothing to do with Christ mm-hmm. and either don't know him, never heard of him, that sort of thing. So if you, man, if you preach at a funeral and you don't share the gospel, you've missed like a golden opportunity that God has presented you with. Um, so my, my first, so <laughs> actually the day that um, Jeff Morton, uh, so he's the pastor previous to me who I, I slowly transitioned with and then he retired. The day that they pulled out of town, their very last Sunday, on their way, he calls me and says, hey, I just found out that so-and-so has passed away. Um, and it wasn't someone that is someone that was part of our church for some years and then had moved, mm-hmm. but like family was here. Um, I knew that we were going to need to do something, uh, that was good. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen here. Yeah. Um, and so, man, it was my first experience walking through that. Um, thanks and... for the parting gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and It was it was an easy I'll say it this way it was an easy first experience um, God just to me in that way um, because it, it was something that the family was um, working on and trying to because of red tape and other family um, that didn't it wasn't from our area um, they tried for quite a while to get the remains here. And that actually never happened. Um, but so we, we really just had kind of a celebration of life thing when it was just like, we got to do it. Um, but, but a lot of times, well, probably every time this was such a fluke, but like when, when someone passes away and you've got to do a funeral, I mean, it's like, you're doing it that week or next week. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so you're walking through this with the family right now. Um, but this was like over the course of literally a couple of months that um, I had to kind of wade through this and, and yeah. work through it for the first time. Um, and and I, I knew I knew her pretty well, actually. Um, and I knew that she was a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. So those two things made it a whole lot easier too. Yeah. Um, another one that I did um, was an older gentleman um, who came to our church. I mean, I knew him, I talked to him some, but I didn't really know him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Funerals are kind of this weird time. So let me, as okay, if we're talking to, to potential pastors or young pastors primarily, um, let me say this. Don't worry so much. Um, one of the things that I quickly on um, is, like, I, I was worrying a lot about, like, man, this is a super emotional time for them. Mm-hmm. I can't mess this up. I can't say the wrong thing. I can't do this incorrectly or whatever. Um, and 
um, they, let me just say this, that the family um, tends to be just thrilled and honored that you would do it for them, that you'll be with them. It's really a lot more about just being with them and hearing them and maybe asking about stories. It's a whole lot more about that than it is about counseling and saying the right thing and all that sort of stuff. Um, you might fall into that in the case of like a, like a super unexpected thing mm-hmm. or in the case of um, someone who uh, is young right Mm -hmm. like one of those one of those things that makes everybody go oh man why did this happen you know um then you might you might fall into some of that a little bit like where where you need to maybe encourage with scripture a little bit there but um but i mean man for the most part you're walking through this with them and that's what they remember yeah that you were there yeah and and, uh, only i've never i've never done one that i think um, anybody who was present remembers anything I said. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, no, it's true. Are going, emotions are going, you're there. Um, and, and I mean, I pray that maybe some unbeliever heard something I said and, it, yeah. and it's being used, but, um, but by and large, uh, the, you know, like, like G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle, right? Um, and um, <laughs> nice way this, to work that in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this, if you didn't get that reference, you're too old or too you, young. Yeah. 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 So probably our entire audience didn't get that reference. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll do Andy Griffith in, or something later and mm. really throw them off. Um, but, but I think just knowing that, right, gives, gives you a lot more ease. And, and even yeah. confidence going into it that look this isn't about my performance this is no different than preaching it's not it's not about my performance it's just about me being used and um and so it, it i don't have to make sure and freak out that i say the right thing at the right time and oh man kick myself if i feel like i because i'm telling you man the the families of um the loved ones who've passed away that sort of thing um, they, <laughs> they, um, I've done four so far and I've been doing ministry a couple of years, um, full time. Right. Um, and the, the families are just so grateful that you're there with them, that you've taken time to ask some questions, um, about the deceased. Um, and, and so don't don't stress out a whole lot about it i mean it is stressful and you're gonna disobey what i just said it's just (laughs) natural but um but but hopefully hopefully you remember that though like that Mm -hmm. in the midst of the stress and chaos and oh my goodness am i going to do this right you you have to just um let go of that and understand that like they they really are just grateful that you're there yeah so, well, and I, I think don't know that, if that was your experience. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, that was so one of the things. So the funeral is at most like an hour, probably less of this entire process. Yeah. Um, 
I know in the experiences I've had, whether it be somebody that's died in our family or a funeral that had to happen, um, being there is actually the part of it. And it's not being there in the sense that you would think really, right? So you attribute, um, you attribute it with like a lot of sorrow and a lot of crime, but honestly, a lot of being with that family is just being there and talking with them. The, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the one I'm thinking of in particular that I did of the, the kid that was in youth group was that we found out that Sunday morning, actually, that it had happened. I was in Sunday school doing the lesson with the kids. It uh, no, What it ended up happening was they had crashed their car. That, that's the reason people actually thought maybe something was up because they weren't at church. And we're like, what in the world? So um, we had found out that they had crashed. And um, the rest of that whole day was just honestly being at that family's house, just talking, not even not even necessarily talking about what had happened or about, you know, what had uh-huh. happened to the student. It was just having that conversation, being there, seeing if they needed anything. And you do have to be, I think, one of the things I wasn't prepared for was that there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of emotions there. It's a roller coaster that's currently happening in someone's head, especially when that happens. Yep. So when you're there, you could literally just be chatting about nothing and then somebody just breaks down. And now you're now you're pastoring that person. It's just it's very yep. erratic. It's not if you are like, oh, this has to be structured, good luck, buddy. Because that it's not. Like you'll be having a conversation, somebody breaks down. You'll be doing something, somebody else breaks down. And that just that is kind of the mode of how emotions work. Like it's gonna hit different yep. people in waves and you're just there. And talking i i've been i have been blessed far and above what i deserve in regards to not a lot of people have died in my family but i've i've been there in the presence of a lot of people that have lost loved ones and that's that's the thing like you said that people remember that you were just there like job's friends you were just there right now don't be like job's friends and try to theologize all the whole thing that's happening (laughs) Yeah. But just just be there. That that's really what people remember. Were you there? Did you care? Did you try to help? That's all. I mean, that's all. I mean, were you a body in that moment assisting them? And that's where I think a lot of the hands and feet of being a pastor is, is that yeah, questions yeah. are going to come up. Just and I'd love to pick your brain in this. Yeah, in those moments, questions are going to come up. To be honest with you, they're either not really looking for an answer or two. The answer you give them isn't going to really help in that moment anyway. Just being there and trying to walk them through that, just pointing them back to, to, to Christ, I think, is the ultimate thing, right? So I could sit there and try to have a theological conversation on this very legitimate and deep question, but they're not in an emotional place to even hear it anyway. That's not They're just reacting out of the situation. Uh, yeah. And we can address that and get back to that later. That's not the moment they really want to hear it anyway. They're just... They're just throwing up a lot of emotions in a moment, and you yeah. you have to realize that. Like they're they're and you're you're just there to be with them, and to walk with them through that, and to point them to Jesus. And then if we yeah. want to get back to those questions later, we can. In fact, I try to mentally be like, all right, we need to address this later. Now's probably not the moment of you know why is God so mean to me? Like I, I that's not the moment to really yeah. cover it. Um, but yeah, like you said, just being there and being aware of the situation you're you're going to be sitting in the chair as a pastor feeling like you're kind of worthless not doing a lot for a lot of this process but the fact that you're there just sitting there is going to mean a lot so yeah 
there was there was a family who um, had a suicide. I didn't do the funeral, um, but the the parents were part of our church, um, and um, it was their grandson, I think, who was an adult. But um, that that was that was probably my first experience with what you're talking about, um, where you're you're sitting there with a family who's just kind of, who's just gone through something horrific. And, um, and as I think back about that, um, so much of it was just being there, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was, you know, you would, um, they, they would talk about their, um, so their snowbirds, what we call snowbirds up here. So they would, they're here during the summer and then they go to like Arizona or somewhere during the wintertime. Yeah. Um, so they, they'd just gotten back and they were talking about, you know, they'd be talking about Arizona, their other place or whatever. And then, um, and then it would just, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you get onto the topic again. And, and, um, uh, two, two, I think quick, um, pointers for if you've never, given uh, a sermon at something like that um, at an actual funeral um, so for for those who have never done that I think a couple of things to remember and and I actually work for word work this in um, but but basically um, I've done uh, one specifically that I don't think the guy was a believer there's no evidence the family didn't talk about it at all or that sort of thing um there was just a loose connection with like mom or grandma went to our church a long time ago kind of a thing um uh and um funerals are not a time to to say um Obviously, I'm being sarcastic here in how I'm saying it, but but funerals are not the time to be like, so we know where Joe's at, right? Maybe you should listen, take this seriously. Um, it's not the time for that kind of gospel preaching, even though that should be the kind of thing that you preach about um, at times from the pulpit, right? If scripture dictates, but um, but it is it is a time, and um, <laughs> no matter what. Um, it is absolutely true, one, that unless Christ comes back first, um, you're, this is going to be a service that you are the focus of at some yeah. point, right? Like everybody in a chair right now is going to have a bunch of people in chairs mourning their loss uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. It's a fact, right? Taxes and death, right? We know. <laughs> so that's that's a, a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other for sure thing is that either way, no matter who's laying in that box, no matter what life they live, it's the, the holiest saint on the planet to a guy who flipped God off at every avenue, right? Um so no matter who's laying in that box right now, 
right now, they would want me to tell you nothing more than come to Christ. Um, no matter who it is, you're going to die. And, and this person wants me to say to you more than anything else that I could say to you to, to not wait, come to Christ. This could be you. It will be you, you know? Mm -hmm. So those, those two truths, I think guide the whole sermon, um, mm -hmm. for me. And, and that could be one of a billion texts that, that are picked. Um, it certainly is the application for, yeah. for, um, any, any kind of sermon that's going to be there. Um, but cause I know that's something that, that you worry about. Cause that's the one time that you have like the undivided attention. Yeah. Everyone these people is, will probably never see you again. <laughs> right. Yeah. And some of them yeah. will never be in a church again, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and so this is the one opportunity that you have to, um, you know, sitting in the living room the day of is not the time to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but behind the pulpit is the time um, to do that in a, in a loving, gracious, encouraging way um, to call them to Christ. Mm -hmm. So, and if you don't do that, you've messed it up. <laughs> That's why you're there. Yeah. That's why you're yeah. there. Yeah. And I think that that is. Um, an impart, important part to remember as a pastor is that obviously you want to, with all of the emotions, with everything that's going on, I've, again, with my experience of less than, you know, a handful of people, um, haven't necessarily had to deal with this particular part much, but I have talked to pastors that have, that have done, they've been in ministry for 25 years and have had to do this, mm -hmm. that get called up. And my pastor last week had to go uh, down about 45 minutes from where we are at for whatever reason they couldn't get anybody else and they're like hey we have you know this random person they don't go to church anywhere there's no pastor that'll do it we, we preach their funeral and he's like those are the worst ones because he goes i am he's like i'm walking in nobody knows me from anybody yeah. i haven't been able to talk to this family he's going to get you know a little bit of time before the service to talk to them about who this was and who they are and, but clearly i mean he's walking into a position that they probably weren't believers because no pastors claiming them and so he's like those are the hard ones where you got to walk in and you got to be like all right preach the gospel to people that probably don't want to hear it that probably don't understand it that are never going to see me again and yeah. do such in such a way where you build in time this was his advice where you build in time to say hey if you're interested in this i am going to kind of be around here a little after if, if you're you know struggling with this you want to talk about it and just provide that opportunity to really, you're an evangelist at that point, a missionary in a weird spot where you're just going in and you're doing what you can to show Christ's love to this family that doesn't know you from the next, you know, man down the street and saying, hey, this is this Christ that you need to hear about and um, doing it in a gracious and a loving way, but also in a way that says you need to know this. And that's, again, I think in all these topics we're going to talk about, those are the difficult parts in ministry. Like we talk about all the fluffy, awesome parts where everybody's like, you know, loves you. Um, but then there's parts where you get a call and they're like, Hey, we need to go preach some stranger's funeral that you don't know. And that's the hard part. You can say no, but at the same point, like you have an opportunity as a pastor to, to do something here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's one of the, you, I, I, I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say like, it's, um, we should at some point do one about weddings um, because those, and in my opinion, 
those difficult to walk through than funerals. Okay, not in yeah. the same way. Not in the same way, but um Hey. Hey, you want to make that the next episode? <laughs> you guys are literally <laughs> seen on the fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next yeah. week. That's next week, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can. That's fine. Um, okay. Because those are more difficult, yeah. uh, I think, in, in some ways than, than which, which sounds really bad. <laughs> I know, but like I would rather someone die in our church than get married. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but, oh, that's such um, a good clip. <laughs> Just a sound bite. <laughs> that's, that's one of those moments that, that everyone calls me a false teacher and a hater. Yeah. That's the only thing. Um, but... Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, I think funerals, people are really, um, I think if you just take with you that, that, um, it, this is the one moment maybe for some of these people that they're going to get to hear Christ mm -hmm. right at the funeral service. Okay. Um, if you take that with you and take with you that, um, this, you know, just, just your presence and attentiveness, mm -hmm. um, and, and wanting to know and, and walk with them and, and hear about the person and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's what they remember. They don't remember the, the blunders of your mouth. You know, I mean, yep. um, if you if you said, well, no, so Charlie's definitely burning now. I mean, that's a blunder <laughs> they're going to remember that yeah, you don't, don't want, you know, but but you never want to preach another uh, funeral again. <laughs> say that. <laughs> there's there's one way to pull it off yeah um, but but yeah it's it, it is it is heavy and nerve-wracking the first time or two that you do it just because just because it's unknown and you're so you're so worried about the family in that moment and not knowing what to do and this is where I would advise, if possible, if you are somebody that's looking to become a pastor, what's helped me tremendously is to just kind of mirror my pastor. Like if he, if there's an opportunity that he's going to do something and I'm free to go sort of be with him, if that, if that makes sense, right? Just to see him operate in that moment, you're going to learn more from watching somebody than you just being thrown into it, right? So... For example, my pastor is super relational. I'm an introvert, like to, to the end of the earth. So it's not natural for me to be to walk into a room and be like, hey, you know, tell me about like to be, this is going to sound bad to sound like to be caring. I'm not very empathetic. I have to really work at it. So to, to, to see somebody that's good at that, to learn from them in that regard, to be like, okay, this new, I, I wouldn't have handled it that way. It's really good that I'm seeing this worked out. And I think that's where we talked about last time, the way you kind of became a pastor, I think is a better way to do it because you're, mm -hmm. you're already know these people. And I think that's a great way too. if you're going to become a pastor, find a guy that's really good at being a pastor, clearly called, clearly gifted, clearly loves his people and just glue yourself to that man so that you can, yeah. you know, follow him and see him operate in those moments because like you could try to wing it and you might pull it off fine. It may not, I mean, you're not going to, you know, probably cause a whole lot of problems, but you're going to learn a lot more by seeing someone do it well. And to, to sort of, uh, to, cause then you can just ado adopt and adapt to that sort of stuff too and see 
you know, somebody that's done it 50 times, you're going to learn a lot from them. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we actually have um, just begun a partnership with um, a seminary. And um, so there are a couple of guys that have signed up. They probably actually have just in the past day or so enrolled in their classes as we're recording this the past day or yeah. so. Um, and, um, and part of, part of their, um, these are guys in our church going to seminary, right? And, and part of their, uh, what the seminary requires is, um, their, them being mentored. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is they have to take part and, um, in funeral stuff or wedding stuff or some of these things that are difficult mm-hmm. um they're essentially going to become our next two elders um because of that as well um the, they're both godly men certainly qualified to be elders um but but they in their training they need that inside look um and uh that that is something that man it really should just be mandatory yeah yeah i mean honestly it, it really should be it's not in so many cases you have guys just winging it and bless them if they're if they're called for real and mm-hmm. and um and they and they have to do it that way for whatever reason then um you know god god's mercies are new every morning right so he'll sustain you but but you know, man, by far you're gonna you're gonna be a leg up ahead of the game if you're mm-hmm. if you're mentored by someone yeah. else, someone yeah. better than me. <laughs> so, guys, hopefully that is a heavy topic. Clearly, if you're maybe a member in a church, maybe this was hopefully maybe a maybe a, a, a window into your pastor's brain, perhaps. And if you're looking to become a, a pastor or in ministry. Hopefully this was helpful to you a little bit as much as we can be <laughs> helpful to you. We hope we are. So um, next week we're going to be talking about marriage counseling and doing weddings because I think, um, yeah, that that's something that also I was thrown into and that was fun. And I'm sure I have a lot more experience in that regard. I've married more, far more people than I've married. So um, we'll talk about that next week. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.